Okay. All right, so we are starting right now a very, very big sagya, a very hard sagya. Most of what we're going to go through is not going to be in Avodazar. And the goal is this year to try to get some sense of what we're talking about in the next you know, few shiurim, go through some of the halachas and then go through some of the practical questions of this Isser. Now, I realize that I've already been talking for a minute and I haven't mentioned what Isser we're talking about. So we're talking about You can't put a stumbling block in front of a blind person. So we're going to see if that literal interpretation is even included in the Yisr at all or not. But we're going to go through the of Lufneiver and go through the practical questions about um, when does it apply, for who does it apply, and some of the more interesting questions like having a non-religious person over by your house for Shabbos, um, inviting a unmarried couple uh, to sleep in your house in the same room, right, which is a very common, very common issue. Right, uh, go through all those different circuits. Uh, there is one very big circuit which we're not going to do here, we're going to do later when we bump into it in the Gemara, and that's the circuit of Shitov, meaning are Christians for the Christians, is it about the Zara or not? Because they observe the Trinity, which does include God, and that's very relevant to the whole Sugya, but we're going to get to it later in the Gemara when we go through the Mishnah about what you are allowed to sell to a, to a, to a non Jew. For now, we're going to start with the Gemara on Davav Medalf. And if I desire we're up to, the Gemara asks the following question. The Gemara wants to know why is it Asr to sell or to do business with, with a non-Jew three days before, right? We said that three days before their Idehem, you're not allowed to do business with them. The Gemara wants to know why. Ibayalu, is that the Gemara? Mishum harvacha idilmu mishum so is it because of harvacha, which we said is referring to the problem where you are causing a non-Jew to say, oh, thank you, Lord, or whatever uh, he references, and to mention the name of, of an idol. Well, not Lord, but whatever, something else. And uh, in which case, um, that's also to do no matter if you are actually enabling him to be able to do that vaida or not. Or the Gemara says, no, it's Asr because of Lifnei Iver. Lumai Nafkamina, what's the Nafkamina? When does it make a difference which Asr it is? So you sold him an animal, a really nice animal. He already owned an animal. So he was able to bring his sacrifice for his holiday, even, even without you. But you sold him one. So if the problem is because of our Vacha, so we'll say, look, now I have a really fine cow so amazing thank my lord whatever thank thank the avodazara for me being able to honor him this way yeah so there were many forms of pagan worship that did include animal sacrifice so we are referring to that and even if and even if in the case of harvacha even if the animal sacrifice itself is not an act of worship if they're doing it for celebration for their avodazara, then that could also be a problem for havacha. For lifnei iver, it's a little bit more complicated. Meaning, if the actual act of sacrifice is not considered to be a form of idol worship, then it's harder to say that it's prohibited. But if it's if it's if it's because of havacha, then it would still be a problem.
So Gemara wants to know, okay, so Iyamr Peshamar Vacha, Hoka, Hamhoka, Miravachle. Iyamr Peshom Iver, Lady Mesho, Ha Isla The person has one, and therefore he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't need yours. So the Gemara says, "V'chi islei le'avar m'shem 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 iver le'isitei mechshal." Just because he has one already, doesn't mean that you're not going to be over on lifnei iver le'isitei mechshal. Now, the Gemara's question over here is very, very difficult. The Gemara is asking, the Gemara is saying that he, we, we know he has an animal, and even though the animal which you're giving him is not enabling him to be able to make a sacrifice. Because he already had an animal, you should still be over on lefneiver leisite mechshal. Why? Because in the end of the day, the animal which he is sacrificing is your animal, right? So the question, and we're going to get into this question: What is the prohibition of the lefneiver leisite mechshal when it involves somebody doing an eser? Does it mean that the, that is meaning? When do you transgress the prohibition? Is it when the person has actually done the prohibition? So you you enabled him to go bring a carbon, right? You sold him this cow. When were you over? When did you right? When did you transgress the prohibition? Was it at the point of sale when you sold the cow, or was it when he actually sacrificed it? and you actually kind of created or or or, or helped him be over of a desire? Why did so the three days came from because the three days were considered to be a time that when a non-Jew, when he buys an animal, he's buying it for the use of idol worship, right? So the question is, is that when do you transgress the prohibition of Lefneiver? When you sell it or when he actually brought it? So it's very counterintuitive to say when he actually brought it, right? Because the prohibition, as we're going to see, is right? Don't put a mechshal. What if the Iver does not trip? So you would posh to say that you're still over, right? If you sold the person the cow and you enabled him to bring a karma and then a bolt of lightning comes out of heaven and splits the cow open, right? The basic understanding, right? Our first approach would be that you should still be over. So why does the Gemara say, the Gemara says that, so meaning from the basic understanding, everything is about the empowerment. Right? Empowerment is a very popular word these days, right? Everything is about the empowerment. The empowerment of the guy to do the Aver. But the Gemara says, yeah. buy the cow back, would it be called object of That's a very good question. So if he was miyacheted for Avodah but he didn't worship it, I don't know. That's a good question. It has to do with the fact. No, no. So when you sell it would be like when you kind of okay so so let, let's get into this question a little bit later but that's a very good question meaning we're, we're, we're kind of poking around this issue is is lifne iver a prohibition that you can't empower an avera it doesn't make a difference it has nothing to do with the actual avera or does it somehow relate to the actual avera which he's going to do so if you bought it back or if he didn't do it or right, or if it dies, are you are you are you over, or is it conditioned on him actually doing the aver? What the Gemara is saying now, the, right, in this half of the Gemara, 
when the Gemara asks, who's, why does it make a difference if he owns another animal? The Gemara is saying, forget empowerment at all. If the Avera he did, he did with the thing that you gave him, that should be enough. What's it make a difference if he had a different way to do it? Right? He did the Avera through your medium, through, through what you gave him. So, the, so in the Havim of the Gemara, the Gemara said, Lifna'ivar is only about empowerment. In the question of the Gemara, the Gemara is saying that no, Lifna'ivar is about, practically speaking, if, you, if, 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 if the non-Jew transgressed the prohibition through what you gave him. So Gemara says, we have a proof that it's all about empowerment. Fatania, Gemara says, our famous Gemara, Omar, how do you know that a person should not stretch out and hand a cup of wine to a Nazir or Avram and Achai to a non Jew? So the Gemara asks that, what do you mean? Right? Even if you don't give him the cup of wine, he'll come and take it. Even if you don't give him the Gidhanasha, he'll come and take it. And we see that you are still over on Lefnaiver. So, yeah. so, so it's all about empowerment. So it's not about empowerment. It's about practically, right? You gave him something within, within uh, three days, you're over. The Gemara says, no, and what are we talking about? Betray Avre Nahara, when you're sitting on two separate sides of a, of a, of a river, and Dekanami Diktani Loyeshet, you shouldn't kind of stretch out and give it to him. So Gemara's maskana is that you're only over on Lifneiver if it wasn't possible for him to get it without you. So everything is about empowerment, right? If, he wasn't, if it wasn't possible for him to do it without you, and you enabled it, that, then you're over with Neiver. Taisvis over here has a very interesting point. Taisvis says, that Why does the Gemara choose specifically these two examples? Because if the guy is asking you for a cup of wine as a Nazir, he likely either forgot or whatever, or got seized by temptation, and he intends to drink it. So he's a shaygig. If you have a non, if you have a firm guy who says, "Give me that McDonald's sandwich," so Taisvitz goes in two extremes. If you have a guy wearing a yarmulke and he says give me that happy meal so you can assume he's likely wants to throw it into the garbage but Tyson says but if it's a guy who says oh my gosh McDonald's I haven't seen it in weeks I'm desperate to eat it it's also to give it to him because of Lufnaiva Tyson ignores the whole middle what if you have a situation where you don't know if the person is going to be over right they asked you for this sandwich He's wearing a baseball cap, right? So you don't know if he's a yeshiva bacher in disguise. Like all yeshiva bacher who travel Europe, they all wear baseball caps. And 
They're extremely obvious to everybody who they are. I was, I was with my brother one time in a bar in Venice and we were wearing our baseball caps at night and the Chinese owner of the bar said to us, oh, you're Jewish, you're very good at making money. Yeah, so, so we're not good at disguising ourselves. But the point is, is that there's a, so, 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 you, so you have a suffix. The Ritva on Yud Gimel and Alf, the Ritva says, there's no Isser of Lefnei Misafik. If, if, you do, if you have reason to assume the person is not going to do the Isser, Lifna'iver is only if you know the person will do it. And this is a very hard thing to understand. Right? Why should Lifna'iver not exist misafik? We know that in general, there is a principle that Safik Tarais Al-Khumra. Right? If you have a Tzad, that maybe the person will use it for, uh, for, for, for Isser. So Safik Darais al-Khumr should say that you have to be Choshesh, you have to be worried that the person is going to use it. The Ritva is saying no. In the definition of Lufne Iver, it's only if you know for sure that what you're doing is an Aver. It's, it's, it's going to cause him to do an Aver. But the Ritva does not bring any sources to back it up. He says it with the Pshitas. So we have to understand why why in the world would this be true right you would think as long as you gave something to somebody if you had no way of knowing that the person would use it for isser so we have a principle of of uh right that if something is completely unexpected fine you're potter but if you have a tzad if you have a suffix you should have to be machmer but ritva says not Tysus is kind of ambiguous he jumps from 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 either side like if you, if you were to put a banana peel in the street. Banana peel in the street. You put a banana peel in the street. So you're not, the, the person going on it is not doing anything. He has no choice. So he's an either, he doesn't know he's going to slip in the banana peel. The right. person doing that will decide, knows exactly what he's doing. Okay, so that's... Uh, right, so, so you're saying a great point. So you're saying that... The case by Iver, and, and I'm going to get that also later, that there's a big difference between Shagig and Mazid, right? By a Mazid, that person knows what he's doing, right? Why are you in any way responsible for what he's doing intentionally? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And, and it's interesting because the first case of the Gemara, right, are, are both could be interpreted as cases of Shagig, right? By the case of Yayan Lidnazir, Taisva says, maybe he forgot. And by Avram and Achai Laakum, right? Who says they actually know this halacha? Right? So we're going to see, but yet we know that there's, there's Gemara in Baba Bitsia, that by a case of people lending with ribbis and borrowing with ribbis, they're both chayev because of Lifne Iver. And Lifne Iver applies even to an Aver Bemezid. The question is why? Okay? So we'll get there. The one final point from from Taisvis is that is that is that says um, one second the end the end of Taisvis uh, he says the and you are, as long as you know the person will for sure do it, it's awesome. So, right, so let's kind of distill what our problems are right now. The Ritva 
seems to say that there's an Isser of Lufna'iver only if you know for sure. The person will do it. Taisvis also seems to say this. There's only an Isser of Lufna'iver if you know the person will do it for sure. Michael's asking, right, why should it be an Isser of Lufna'iver if the person is doing it b'mezit? Lufna'iver, the person is talking about a case where you're tripping up a blind person, right? The Eitzah She'ena Hegenis, Rashi, in Kedoshim says. Over here, the person knows, their, their eyes open, right? So, in order for us, I think, to kind of deal with these questions and try to understand the answer, let's start from the beginning. The Gemara, the, the Pasuk says in Vayikra, Right? You, there's, there's an answer to, to be Mekalal, a deaf person, and to trip up a blind person, and the Yeresim Alekecha Rashi understands, Rashi right away skips the basic shot in the Pasuk, the basic understanding of the Pasuk, which by the way, could be because of bar, whatever. Rashi right away skips it, and he goes uh, with the pshat that you can't give improper advice. Rashi does not bring the aspect of that has to do with making somebody else do an Avera. He understands the Pasuk simply as giving bad advice. The Rambam is safe for mitzvah brings down the halacha, and the Rambam says, that hisr may hikshal kitsenu et kitsenu, we can cause each other to stumble. That and the Rambam brings vuhushem yeshalcha adam eitzah bedavar niftelo. You have to give good advice. Ubah azhara mele ramusa yemachshile. Right, you have to give good advice. Then the Rambam continues and says v'lavze koylel gamkein. It also includes misha yazray al avera. A person who helps somebody do an Avera or causes it, he makes him sin, So the Rambam says that included in this Isser of of Enehaganas, he includes it. He says, This is all talking about the same thing, helping somebody do an Avera, right? And and he calls the person doing an Avera a Iver. And then the Rambam proceeds to bring Iver is a blind person, right? And the Rambam then brings to bring a bunch of examples, all of which include even cases of Mazin. But he brings the case of Malva Veloiva, of Makif, of Makif and Nikin. Um, now, the Rambam in Yad, so this was Rambam and Sefer Mitzvah. Rambam and Sefer Mitzvah only brings Mitzvah Shein Hegenes, sorry, Eitzah Shein Hegenes, you give bad advice, and the Rambam also includes in that the halacha that you can't cause somebody to do an Aver. But the Rambam in Hilchas, where it's Sech and Shmir Sandavish, the Rambam says, Bechin kol ha machshir, machshol, I'm sorry, Iver Badavar, it brings again the case of Eitzhashen 
Rabbam says, what's the answer to Michal's question? Why are you chayiv by Averis even even amazing? Because the Rambam says this person is seized by temptation. He's an Iver because of his Yetzirah and therefore uh, he fits into the category of Iver and by you helping him it's included in this problem of Eitzhashen again. Now, this is very. This is the Rambam. The Rambam has this idea of almost this externality of chet, right? A person inherently wants to do good, and chet is this, and sin is the the, the desire to sin is kind of external to him, right? Because we know that by uh, Gerish and also the Rambam has the famous challenging opinion that says when you beat up a guy until he says right Sami. Right when you beat up a husband and to force him to give a get until he agrees, since it's being done in Bezin and Bezin wants him, the Rambam says it counts as if the person wants to do it. Why? Because every single Jew really wants to do the right thing, and his Yetzirah and other things are stopping him. So if you throw him into an empty grave and you beat him up a couple of times, you bring out the true will. So this is the Rambam's. The Rambam's view. So he's a similar view over here. That the person is an Iver, right, while he's seized by Chet. Okay? Fine. The Chinuch gives it a little bit of a different twist. The Chinuch says, The Chinuch says that the halach of the Iver of Eitzirah, of giving bad advice, only applies to a Jew. But to a non-Jew, it doesn't apply. That's the implication. And then later he says, right? And he brings the same Russian as the Rambam, that there's also an Isser of to do Aver The Mechaschinach over here asks a very obvious question. He says, the Rambam, is saying these are all one halacha. You can't mess over a guy. So a blind man walking, giving a bad advice, a man sitting outside a Vegas casino, right, or a Vegas someplace else, right, you want to stop them from doing an Avera because the person is seized by temptation, they're Iver, you have to stop them. The Chinuch, on the other hand, yeah, okay, so I'm talking about a case where he can't get in without you. And I'm like, casino is a bad example because gambling, whatever the controversy is, an interesting thing if it's, if it's uh, forbidden. But let's say he wants to go into Sizzler Steakhouse and he needs you to open the door for him, right? So I, I, had, I had a very, very interesting case exactly like this, okay. They, they, in Stony Brook, where I was a rabbi, most people parked on Shabbos when they came for the evening. They used to park in the football stadium parking lot. However, I during football games, it was also to park in the parking lot, right? Also by them, also also to park anywhere. But so, the the head of the interface center said to me, "If you want, we can sit and arrange a different parking lot for your people." So you said okay. that you, you set up for a blind. So there's a real shiloh of the Iver Lazi right? Did I have a, a right to do that? 
So I said to him, I can't have this conversation with you, right? But I mentioned to one of the big drivers in the show that, by the way, you know the parking lot's going to be closed on Shabbos because of football season? He says, ah, don't worry about it. I know a guy who knows a guy, and we have it all figured out. So it was out of my hands, right? But, but that would have been something which would have been a problem because that would have been empowering over a over a vein, right? One of my favorite stories I remember is a guy was going to a conservative or a reform synagogue on Friday night. And he drove up there because it was too far away. He told the rabbi to walk along the road, walk the road, etc. And he stopped in front of the rabbi. Right? He said, rabbi, I'm really sorry about living so far away. He said, don't listen to the radio. Those three. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, so so what's the one, one point to point out is that the chinuch makes a difference between Eitzarah only for a Jew, but everything else for a non-Jew as well. As we know, the Gemara is talking about a non-Jew. So the chinuch asks, he says, what is the source of this chinuch? There there is no source to make a chiluk between a Jew and a non-Jew. And also, according to the Chinuch, it comes out that there are really two separate mitzvahs here. One is for Jews, give only good advice, right? And then there's another mitzvah that's for Jews and non-Jews, that you can't help them do avayus. So it's hard to understand. Fine. Last line on the Chinuch that's very important to us, the Chinuch says, There's no malchus on Lifneiva, you don't get beaten for for Lifneiva. Why? by Maisa. It's a love which is aimed by Maisa. You don't transgress it by doing something. Okay. However, it's very difficult because the literal prohibition of Lifneiva, Lifneimachal, is putting a block in front of a a blind person, which has an action. Or if you hand the wine to the Nazir, or you give the Avermanachai to to the to the non-Jew, right? L'chaira, over there, there is a maisa, there is an action. So one answer is, is that if there is a way to transgress the prohibition without doing an action, it's called a love shame by maisa. That's one approach given in Nachrainim. The other approach is much more controversial, which we're going to see, is that the prohibition of lifneiver elositein mechshal is not, is only transgressed when they actually do the avera. So therefore, your action is only a preparatory step for the Aveir. The Rambam in Sefer HaMitzvah, in Shrashim, in, in, in Sherish Tassim, by the way, whoever wants to see these source sheets, I'm going to add a link to the source sheets in the in the podcast so, so they'll be able to see it. The Rambam, the Rambam talks about what are some things that you don't get Malchus for, and one of them is called an Isser Kailo. An Isser Kailo is when you have one one avera in the Torah, that then there are a lot of different actual prohibitions associated with it. So, for example, the Rambam brings this lo sochel al hadas. So do not. So it could be talking about eating the carbon before zrika. It could be talking about eating before paying your workers. And there's a wide gamut of averos that are included in lo sochel al hadas. So therefore, the Rambam says. That's called a lav shabachlalos, that's called a lav kolal, and therefore you don't get malchus on that. What's the Rambam's next example of a lav kolal? Lifneiver. The Rambam says, Lifneiver is one of these general lavin you don't get malchus on. Now, it's very difficult to understand why. The Rambam says that Lifneiver is not to give an eitzah sheinah not to give a bad, right, not to give a bad eitzah. 
The Rambam really just shows how these are all different versions of the same Eitzashayna Hegenes. So why should there not be Malkus on it? Why does the Rambam call it Olav Shebechlos? In addition, it's not just the Rambam that does it. The Ritva and Yivamis Peidaladam obeys. The Rambam, the, the, the Ritva says that the Ritva says a very difficult line. The Ritva says, what is Lifneiver? Lifneiver is not simply one prohibition to cause someone to do an Avera. He says, in all the mitzvahs of the Torah, there is an aspect of lifneiver. Lifneiver is is considered to be potentially according to Ritva. It's a it's part. There's a prohibition to eat chazer. There's a prohibition to eat pork. Part of the prohibition to eat pork is a prohibition to feed Michael pork. Okay, right? Lifneiver lifneiver is not one Avera that says Lifneiver, but it's actually part of every single Avera. Now, this sounds like very theoretical, but let me give you a very practical consequence. What if it's an Avera that you have no problem doing? So for example, um, Michal, are you a Kayan? You're a Levi? Wow, oh for two. You're a Kayan? Have not? Okay, fine. Um, either way, so your father's father's name is Levi. Close enough. Okay. So now the shaila is: What if you have a case where a kayan, you you enable a kayan to eat something tummy, right? He's to, to eat something tummy, right? When he's like that's a bad example. But let's say you you enable a kayan to marry a grusha, to marry a divorced lady. So are you over lifteiver? If we're saying lifneiver is a prohibition, uh, stam, a general prohibition, you can't help somebody else do an avera, so that of course you're ever lifneiver. You made that person do 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 an avera. However, if you say that lifneiver, right, the prohibition of lifneiver is part of each individual law. Meaning, when I have a prohibition to eat pork, I have a prohibition to feed someone else pork. So if I don't have a prohibition to eat pork, so then I shouldn't have a prohibition to feed somebody else either. Now, this sounds crazy, but there's a few Rishayim that seem to say this very clearly. There's a Gemara, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, I endowed him a base. The Gemara in Sanhedrin says that brings in, brings in the name of Rava that we are allowed to give wax and candles and stuff to not to to non-jews to use in their base of odazara why because they're mechaven lahanas atzman they're mechaven for their own pleasure there's a machlekes so what's the what's the issue over there the issue over there is that you're empowering them you're giving them something for avodazara you're being over on lifneiver the balmar in the back goes through a very long explanation to say that even though normally we say that you have to be yarg val yavar, you have to die before you transgress avodazara, when it's lahanas atzmo, when they're doing it for their own benefit, it is, it's, it's fine. You don't have to die. 
the Ramban asks, mean, yeah, so if they're doing, if they're not really trying to serve, to serve Avodah but they're, they're taking your thing for their own benefit. So they're taking the candles and the wood, they're lighting it in the base of Avodah but for themselves to be warm. So the, the, the Balmar says, there's no Yag Val on that, right? And the Ramban asks, he says, what are you talking about? It's Lifnei Iver, it's not Avodah Zara. The problem is Lifnei Iver, and Rava is saying that Lifnei Iver, if it's only for La'anah Satvan, we're not going to say it's Asr because of Lifnei Iver. So the Ramban seems to say, right, that in such a case, there's no problem. So the Achiezer, Achiezer in Tshuva, the Achiezer says, look, this seems to be an open source, that there are two opinions over here. For those who want to look up the Achiezer, it is in Simon Pei Aleph, Sivkat and Zion. Right, in Chela Gimel. So the Achiezer says that he brings this as a Raya, and there's a Machlikas Rishonim, if Lifnei Iver is part of every other Avera or not, and the ramifications are, if you don't have this Avera, do you have a problem being Machshel somebody else who has it? Okay? So this is this is one source. Machlikas, so the Ramban, who says Lifnei Iver, there's no Yard Valyavra by Avodah Zara, the Ramban seems to say, the Lifneiver is a separate prohibition, and the Ritva, who says, sorry, the Balmar, I'm sorry, who says the only reason why there's no Yag Valyavra over here is because of Hanos Machaven, the Balmar would seem to say that Lifneiver is part of the law itself. Yeah. 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 Machokas. So we have machokas, and we have we have we have a machokas rishon. What we're going to do practically, we're going to see, right? But right now, we have a machokas rishon. Now, I want to bring another source to this also. There's a Gemara in Bava Metzia, Dafiyadam Abayis. The Gemara talks about if a woman is allowed to give a child a haircut and cut off his pants. Right, or if a Kohen is allowed to ask a Yisrael to, to, to be a Shliach to marry a Grusha for him, to marry a divorcee for him. So Taisvis asks, right, so it's like this so Taisvis is of the opinion that a Yisrael to marry a Grusha is not a Bar Chiyuv, right? You, there's no prohibition for a regular Jew to marry a divorcee. Yet, Taisvis says explicitly, if the Jew marries it for the Kayan, he'll be over on Lefneiver. He'll be over Lefneiver. The Ritva over here brought down the Shita Bukhubetas says no. Wait. The reason why you don't have Lifteiver over here, he says, is because Ritva says Vimtaimar. How do I have it here? I have it somewhere. Um, the Ritva says. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, it's long Ritva. So, so, so the, so the Ritva says that ah, you have Lifteiver. So he says that we're going on, that we're going according to the opinion that. There is only Gerishin 
right? Sorry. And the only time you get Malkus, the Kayan gets Malkus for marrying a Grusha is only if, uh, is only when, when they're actually, when they consummate the marriage, right? But the actual condition is not awesome. It's only the actual Bia, when, when they're actually intimate, only then is it awesome. So therefore, he says that's why there's no Lufnei So now this seems to contradict Right, the Ritva we said earlier, right? Because the Ritva we said earlier said that Lifneiver is a Lavsha Bechlalas, right? Meaning it's part of every single Avera. So the Ritva should say over here that the reason why there's no Lifneiver is because a Yisrael does not have this prohibition. The Ritva doesn't say it though. So the Beis Halevi over here, when he answers this contradiction in Ritva, and he says, he says a very important distinction. He says it's important to understand that there's two, there are two dinim, there are two different types of of lifneiver. There is a lifneiver when you empower. So Michael did not actually eat the hamburger. Sorry, he eats the hamburger. I give him the hamburger, right? So I am one step removed. There's another form when you, with your hands, go and make him do the avera. The woman cuts off the kid's pants. The, the Yisrael is Makadash the Grusha for the Kayan. He says, if you be a Dayim, go and do the Isser for them. You actively do the Isser for them, you're going to be Chayiv even though you're not a Barchiyu. So it's hard to understand what these two Dinim are. But the, the Achiezer, when he explains it, he says, because there's two ways to understand the Fneiver. And he actually makes this Chilakos, by the way, between Mezid and Shaygig also. He says Mezid and Shaygig also, also make a difference. He says Shaygig or, or, or Biadayim, that's Mechshah. Meaning you went and you put a big rock in front of a blind person. You actively did something to bring somebody damage. With your actions, you directly, whether the guy was on purpose or by mistake, you actively did it. That is the Isser of Lifneiver. But in Lifneiver, there is an additional thing that it is Megala to us, it teaches us in that Bekola Terakula, there is also a thing that even if the person is, is, is B'mezid and you help them, then, then over there you're over Lifneiver. Right? You're over, you transgress something that is of the nature of that sin. So if you don't have that Avera, you're going to be pot, right? So for example, if you hand over, right, let's say somebody made a neder, right, that they're not allowed to eat a certain food, and you handed them that food, so then there's a machlokis over there whether or not that's considered something which you're not liable to, right? Let's say... Well, yeah, but let's say the case of a better case. It's a, it's, it's, it's a Yisrael and you're a Kohen, and he wants to eat Truma, right? So for you, Truma is water, for him it's Hatzar. If you feed it to him, you're Chayef, even though you're allowed to eat Truma. But if you hand it to him, the Achiezer and the Beisalevi say you're Potter. Because there's two separate Lefnei okay? So let's sum up, because I think we're running out of time. Um, the Halach, that this. Lifneiver, the Torah brings the Isser of Lifneiver. There's a machlekes between the Rambam and the Chinuch. Why is there no Malkus? Is it because of Lavsha Bechlalis? Or is it because of 
um, a a a lav she shame by shame by mice. Okay. We also see that there's a machlokes between the Balmaar and the Ramban, and about whether or not lifnei iver is yarg valyavar by by avaydazar. So what comes out from here is that there are two approaches to lifnei iver. One is that it is a sniff. It is an aspect of every single avera that in that avera there is a problem for you not only to do it but for you to allow somebody else to do it. There's another approach to lifteiver that it's a separate avera that you are not allowed to cause somebody else to sin. The ritva that we mentioned in the very beginning of the shir that says you're only chayiv if it's a vaday, because the ritva says it's all about you. You, the ritva as we're saying says that it's only an iser if it's a lavsha bechlalas, right? So you have to literally know that what you're doing is the avera. Stomach, yeah. So, so, but we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot more time in the future share. Okay. So, the end of the day is that we have a machlekes for shaynim. A, if you're a bar chiyuva, if you're not a bar chiyuva, do you have lufneiver? If you're just being haishated, if you're just giving it over, that's number one. And number two, um, uh, yeah. So that that's gonna be our big machlekes. The second big machlekes is is that if the person is a mazed, right? And you just empower them, the Beis HaLevi says, over there you're not going to be chayv either. So we'll continue Mir Tashem next week, going further into Lefnei and then getting to the more practical questions.